mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me, starring me (laughs) and Melissa. (laughs) We're the stars. It's our show. Sparkle, 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 sparkle. I hope you're watching the video because she's shaking her titties. She's shaking her titties. Now she's just grooving, grooving and shaking. Oh, twerk it, twerk it, twerk it, twerk it. Um, hi, guys. I'm Megan. My co-host here is Melissa. Hello, hey. my name's Melissa Dynamont. She's Australian. If you didn't know, she's been faking an accent for every other episode. I have. I have. Good day. <laughs> All the Australians are like, please shut the fuck up. They're like, Just they're like we don't this. say that. <laughs> we don't say that, mate. <laughs> Put on the shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> I just my only like Australian accent, um, like what I would base off base it off of. Uh, I used to say quotes from the show called H2O, which was about mermaids. 
Is it about water? Yeah. Well, they couldn't go near the water because then they would turn. Like, how would they take a bath? And then suddenly they're a mermaid. Cleo. It wasn't Chloe. It's Cleo. 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 What a time. Well, guys, this is Don't Blame Me. We're an advice podcast. Uh, In case you couldn't tell from that intro. Oh, I mean, I feel like we made it abundantly clear. Like, it was just very on brand, like, very much what we do. We give advice. And you might be being like, why? What are your credentials? None. Stop asking questions (laughs) and shut up and listen. (laughs) I'm just getting more and more aggressive as the episodes are going. You know. Just a gal in her 20s and a gal in her 30s, you know moving through life figuring things out giving advice and then you know you finish it out i was to say i like the moving through life when really we're <laughs> sitting at home and life we're watching life happen and we're we're we're, we're on the sidelines going yeah that's what's happening this year um well, yeah, it's an advice podcast. If you want to call in, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And then international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And we ask that you are either 18 or over or you have your parents' permission before you call in. And you keep that voicemail or that voice memo under three minutes. Otherwise, you'll be cut off. So we suggest writing it down. Strong, strong, strong suggestion. It's almost a require. If we could require it, we would. Yeah, <laughs> but we can't. Um, just because we we don't know, we don't know where you. We can't just like show up at your door. Like, oh, we could probably down. figure it out though. Well, we but only after they call. True. You know what I mean? So we we do prefer that it's just so much easier for us to give advice, and we want to hear everything. And so a lot of time people like to um sugarcoat things or really like paint themselves in a better light we're not here to and very rarely are we here to judge you unless you're doing something judgment worthy and then most of the time our judgment comes out of being like hey you can do better come on you can do better so mm-hmm. give us the most info don't leave any any juicy details out and what i mean that's the that's the intro but what's up with you what's new what's new what's kicking what's what's the sitch yeah What's the sitch? Did it do? Did you do? But did, I can't do the noise. Um, let's see. <laughs> I'm really making you rack your brain because we were recording two episodes in one day, so I just saw her. So. Yeah. I have two new podcasts that are coming. <gasps> Hell yeah. Do we yeah. get any idea of the genre? Uh, queer. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Do we know do I do I know any of the people who are hosting them or are these no, brand new people so. to us? Uh yeah, this is more more so where the uh podcast was already packaged and then I was asked to produce them and I will be taking more of like an oversight produced production role. This is the first time that I'm doing that and then Katrina and Shireen will be producing the shows. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. But you get to be boss man bing. Boss man bing. Bing, bing, bing. Bing, 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 bing. What about you? Bing, What's bing. new with you? What is new with me? Um, We're in Colorado still. And... um, Do you know how long you're staying? No. We've... We we didn't get an Airbnb for the way home yet. Like, we didn't... We mm-hmm. just did one for the way there. Uh, And... You know, we're just we're we're playing it by ear. We're lucky that this is like 
you know, a lot of people have asked for staying in Airbnb, which is so flattering, I'm sure, to Mats's family. But this is like a family vacation home. Um, but uh, just gonna wait it out because we left before LA had stay at home orders. And you so, left like the day of. Like, the we, day no, we left two two days before <laughs> when we got here was when we got because um, my phone still didn't up. I got one of those one of those alerts mm-hmm. on my phone and I was like oh shit and I was like oh wow this is Mayor Garcetti why does he <laughs> talk like that I don't I don't I don't I, he tries to be it sounds like he's trying sex. to like sound like like he's just like you know being commanding but it just sounds like he's trying to be sexy yes like it just sounds like he's trying to seduce me and it's not working yeah I'm and just I'm like, like please stop please stop like actually just stop I'm so uncomfortable and I don't want to listen but I need and to listen he, to and then he starts on. speaking in Spanish too and I'm just like you're just making me even more dry like stop oh my god like, so you, make, you make Spanish unsexy yeah I mean he's just unsexy um but yeah we're not sure when we're gonna go um obviously not beyond that but i mean i think the last statistic that we read uh la um icus were at yeah they were full capacity we have the highest rates in the country yeah and i think something that people don't aren't really think because people are like well no like even if people want to be like make incorrect and like ignorant arguments of like well like people recover from this like if i blah blah blah, like or i'm being safe or whatever but like it's also like we're not going to get on the road and drive because god forbid we got in a car accident Mm -hmm. like that's our hospitals are overwhelmed yeah yeah so like we're not going to go back until it is like but like say why would you come back (laughs) not just like a dentist appointment and i was like reschedule and he was like yeah "Yeah, you're right like um he goes to dentist all the fucking time he'll be fine yeah so um yeah and but we don't yeah we don't we don't know but it's like nice i mean the house is it's a very large house there's like a lot of like space for everyone to do everything um and so i mean i'm in no rush there's snow it's beautiful and i have no desire to like add any sort of risk are you getting engaged (laughs) no everyone when I tell you my DMs every day, they're like, you're getting engaged. And I'm like, I'm not. And like people are like, well, you don't know that. I go, no, no, I actually know that because like Mats has strict instructions that Taylor, who's taken so many of our podcast pictures, who also took photos for my movie and also took my book cover photo, Taylor has to photograph it. That is that is the rule. It has mm-hmm. to happen. Um, and And yeah, like we're, this is not the time. So for this episode, we usually start the episode where we have been recently um, with a update where we do like a live update and we talk to one of our callers from a previous episode. And uh, we did that. And it's juicy. It's very long. And we had like a very lengthy conversation. Um, yeah, it's not just like an update. We also gave advice too. We also gave commands. We were bossy. <laughs> we gave instructions, made her do things while we were on the call. So it is very long. So instead of putting it at the beginning and like cutting down so much of it, we want to keep it for like what it is. So we're going to do a couple calls at the start, but then most of this episode is going to be dedicated to this. And I think the great thing about that too is like, I think this call is so fucking relatable. Mm-hmm. And I think this advice, like not to toot our own horns or whatever, but like this is advice that like, you can take if you're not even her. You know what I mean? Like, this is, like, so... This is shit that, like, I needed to hear when I was, like, 20, 22. So, I think you guys will enjoy it. And, Mm -hmm. um, let's hop into uh, some calls before we get there. 
Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm an Aquarius, and I'm trying my best to channel my inner Virgo by writing this down first, so I hope y'all appreciate that. But I'm calling because last night I had an interesting interaction with my boyfriend, who is a Scorpio. We were laying in bed watching TV, and I look over at my boyfriend, and he's on Reddit, which is a normal thing for him, and he's in his messages, and I see him click on a message and then click on a profile, and then I see it's clearly not, like it's a not safe for work profile because I see him clicking on the messages or the posts and then seeing the photos. So I asked him, what are you looking at? And he kind of flinched and was like, oh, to be honest, I was looking at porn. And I had no issues with my boyfriend looking at porn. Like we watched porn together. I understand that he's going to do that. And it just made me realize, like, I always see him on his phone and he's on Reddit and knowing that he has porn come up on his feed. Like, obviously, I don't know how often it comes up on his feed or not, but it, it just made me kind of uncomfortable. And so he said to me, like, yeah, it was just on my homepage. And I said, well, no, it wasn't because I saw you were in your messages. And then he just was being super vague about it. And then just kind of eventually showed me, like, here, let me show you how he got it. Like, he's got a message from someone who's a mass message where they sent messages to everyone who had a similar username to him. And I was just upset that, you know, he felt it was his first in instinct to lie and say that it was on his homepage instead of finally just telling me the truth. And so, yeah, I don't know. Like the relationship I was in before this was super unhealthy and toxic. And we've been together for almost like two years. And I feel like we've had a really healthy, good relationship so far. And I just kind of feel like I have a hair trigger for lying. And it was something so stupid to lie about. And I just really don't know how to move on with the situation and really what to do. So any any help you guys have. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fact that he got like he was on Reddit. He got the message. He knew. I mean. He knew he thought he was doing something wrong because he flinched after it and he got caught, mm -hmm. um, which. OK, so I try to like see it. Maybe he just wasn't he wasn't expecting the message to come. And then he looked at it and then he was like. He obviously felt like some type of way about it because he was trying to hide it from you. Mm hmm. Um, instead of just being truthful, it could have been just like he got caught off guard and he didn't know what to do, or he's just lying to you all the time. And that was just his default to go back on. Yeah, I think that's probably like, I'm sure that's probably that's how I would feel. It's like when someone can lie, when their first instinct is to lie and like, so quickly, then it becomes like a, if this has never been a rate, like you didn't sound, it didn't say like you that you've had trust issues in the past, because then that makes you question everything you else, everything else you thought was truthful, because like it didn't raise any red flags at all. Um, yeah, I think like, I think like people, I mean, to therapize your boyfriend, <laughs> I mean, like, people who like hide things or like lie about things usually that's most of that stuff stems from like childhood and that kind of stuff. Like if a therapist like breaks that down, like that is like usually where those things kind of come from. But I don't think, I don't know if you guys have had enough of a conversation about this to kind of like 
understand it more because like what did he say when you were like well then what's your why is your first instinct to lie like I would want to know like what's his what's his response to that because like it's you you've been in another relationship before that was like super shitty but like nothing you've said before has made you has said anything about this relationship or anything like that where he has felt like he would need to hide something especially because you guys like watch porn together and it's like not an issue that like I vote, you know, it's like kind of one of those things where it feels like I've had friends who like would quote unquote, I hate the term like, oh, I'm a chill girl. But like, but dudes give that like straight dudes give that like, and it's not necessarily like, it's not a flattering term. It's just like guys, and like, oh, you're such a chill girl. But like, I've had friends who like have been called chill girls by the guys that they've been seeing. And then the guys like do something that's like, so like un inappropriate or so like disrespectful or something and then they're like well I thought you were like I thought you were chill and it just becomes like a what like because mm-hmm. I'm cool with certain things like it becomes this kind of like blanket thing that does just defaults like deflects and defaults blame um but I mean I'm not super familiar with reddit you're more into like the reddit like stuff I yeah. just think I just would yeah I'm curious why if you guys like watch porn together, it's not like a taboo topic with you two. Like why his first instinct was to say that it was like on his homepage versus like a message. Yeah. Cause like, I don't message anybody on Reddit. Like I've messaged one person because they had like this cool Instagram page that I used to follow. And then they like closed the page. And I was like, I just asked them what happened to their Instagram page. Yeah, That's the only person I've ever messaged anything about on Reddit. I've never messaged anything in, I mean, I don't look at porn on Reddit, but I know that it's readily available. So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, there's subreddits that have porn all on it. So I don't I don't understand, like, how he was part of this message. But I just, like, even if he was, why would he lie about it? That's the thing. Like, who cares? Well, that makes me wonder. Um... And it was a group message. So it's not like somebody was doing it, like, specifically to him. Yeah. So I do wonder if, like, he sought out to be a part of and included in this message because he it like would it be like can you like join a forum and then they message pe- like yeah but like even then like so what like i don't understand yeah. why he would hide it because it could have just been like he was in this subreddit and then they sent out a message and like okay yeah well i think the i think the overall theme of this is like I feel like my boy, my boyfriend has just lied to me. Mm-hmm. He did it so easily. Now I'm really worried that he's been lying about other stuff. Yep. And I don't think that that's an irrational feeling or fear to have at all because like it is alarming when people are very good at lying. And I think it's great that he like showed you like that it like wasn't what like it wasn't like. Yeah, I, I, I think you just need to have like a sit down conversation with him and then. I don't know what else there really is to do there except just be kind of like, not I don't want to say like on the lookout, but just kind of be aware. And whether that's like reflecting on like other circumstances where mm-hmm. you might've felt like you've been like gaslit or that you felt like something didn't necessarily add up or even something that you like felt like kind of that like nagging feeling, but you never said anything about because you were like, Oh, I'm being crazy. Or like, I'm like even stuff that you never even brought up to him. Like, look back and if are you able to find any of those things and then just like moving forward if you like want to move forward and you're able to um which I don't think yeah do whatever the fuck you want to do with your life but then I think like just being aware and cautious in other situations if you're feeling that same 
kind of feeling that he's Mm -hmm. like lying about something or isn't being fully truthful. But I would start off with having conversation as to why his first instinct was to lie. Mm -hmm. And if he's like, because I thought you would get mad, that's something you have to unpack because it's like, why? Why? What have I shown you any other time before that like this is something that like I would be upset about? And if it's like projecting from something else or any of that, that kind of stuff, like I think it's a very important thing to like take note of because that can be pushing blame on as opposed to like changing someone's actions. It's like I'm lying about my actions because I don't want your reactions to what I'm doing versus like, well, if you think I'm going to react badly to something, why are you going to do it? And if you don't think it's a bad thing, then like, why would you date me? If you think that like my, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily add up. But this also could be an instance of like the uh, one fucking time mm-hmm. that he like Where has he just, like so he just got caught off guard yeah. and then didn't know what to say and yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Okay. Next call. Yeah. Let's get to the next one. Hello, Megan and Melissa. Hello. I am a thirty-seven-year-old Virgo, and I'm quote-unquote friends with a forty-four-year-old male. We met on a dating app, Hinge. We shop together. We cook together. We sleep over each other's houses. We act like a couple in front of his friends. Um, I've known him since October 8th. It is now November 8th. And we spend 90% of our time together. He gives me everything I need in a relationship. I am so satisfied. It's insane. But he's been divorced for two years. His ex was very controlling and manipulative. At this moment, he does not want a title on our quote-unquote friendship. He is scared to repeat the past. My question is, should I carry on with him because he gives me everything I need in a relationship? I know with time that we will fall for each other. I'm just having a hard time with the title of friends with benefits. Also, how do I stop talking about a relationship with him? I seem to need the title of dating. Um, We're currently not dating anyone else. And so we're exclusive, quote unquote, friends. So it would be nice if you can give me your advice uh, to help me through this time in my life. Thank you. Bye. You're exclusive friends? (laughs) I mean, you've only known each other for a month i think mm-hmm. it's way too early to be putting labels on any type of relationship and i mean you're probably spending all this time together because we're in a quarantine um so yes it may feel like your relationship is on fast forward but it's still really early to be putting on a label especially if he's been divorced before yeah. like two years isn't that long ago when we're talking about marriage, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you you still, it's still too early. Yeah, it's still too early if he wasn't recently yeah. divorced. But right. like, he's recently divorced. Like, and I think that like, we can kind of get into this like cycle of like, oh, so, yeah, sometimes people who like don't want to put labels on it, like we can, be, it, it's a blessing in disguise because like, it's we're not ready for that yet because I'm going to disappoint you with this title because mm-hmm. I'm not ready for the responsibilities and the obligations. And the reason why I'm fulfilling everything is because we don't have that. <laughs> and then like, if someone doesn't like, and let's say like years down the road, or whatever someone or like months and months and months later, someone doesn't want to do that. They don't want 
to do that because they they're gonna disappoint you like that's why like that's because if they're friends with benefits you can't cheat like and you can't like you know i mean like there's just like it happens all the fucking time where it's like i'm telling people like you this playing house like you're basically dating but you're not dating and like but that title is like a technicality that like protects a lot of people from it it, yeah it it gives them the ability to like feel okay with then if they fuck up or do something that's like really not okay because there's the title's not there even though that doesn't really make an emotional difference but again it's like it's a technicality of it but it also protects you in that sense because like he he's not ready for a reason Mm -hmm. and like getting him to like be like your boyfriend or whatever and he if he's not ready you're not you don't want that boyfriend right you like the idea of what you want is him wanting it just as much as you and it feel maybe it feels like that's what he wants too but he's saying he doesn't listen to him because otherwise he's just gonna disappoint you and that's yeah. so fast a month did she a say month. she's 37 or 27 37 and he's 44 and he's 20 he's 44 44 Oh, I thought he was 24. Mm-mm. I was like, that's a lot um, for a 24-year-old. That is. Um, but but like, it's kind of like a good pivot to what the update is too, which is the opposite of, it's the opposite of somebody that was rushing into a relationship too soon. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the last thing that you can, not the last thing, but I think something that you can also do if like, it's okay if it's, if it feels like he's your boyfriend and he won't be your boyfriend to tell him like, okay, then I think we need to like dial back our relationship to match this title. Cause it's just hard for me. Mm-hmm. And I, you can do that. And I think that's very valid, but I would also say if you're like, should I be done? Like, should like, is this something like in my way? Blah, blah, blah. That's also like, you only know that. Do you like you only know like if it's like if you think that he's just fucking around and like it's not actually ever going to happen and he wants all the perks with like none of like the actual like responsibility or anything like that, then totally cut it off and be done. But it's. I, I think your best bet is to is to dial it back, like the emotional aspect of it to match up with like the actual title of it, because he think probably thinks in not being your boyfriend that like therefore what he does if anything inevitably happened he wouldn't hurt you yeah. but his actions are making him be like your boyfriend and then that's what will still hurt you so mm-hmm. i think you need to protect yourself in that sense because i think he's protecting himself with not having a title so i think you need to protect yourself by not being so um emotionally invested yeah yeah which is hard but also like or not and fuck it you know what i mean mm-hmm. but yeah he's cautious no. with his heart yeah hey should have been should have been like the next uh should have been like our update that's mm-hmm. there are two different kinds of men in the world yeah All i'm right. trying to think if there's any other kinds <laughs> no. i think there's the guy that's in the middle not all men. Megan, not all men. Okay. Okay, guys, we are going to take a quick break and then it is time for our update. <laughs> 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically... The cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there, I'll, and, and it's it's delicious. It's so good, and I just I love. They're filled with so many great ingredients that really help. If you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. 
Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is 
your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Okay, so my original call was about um, the girl being overly jealous of her ex-boyfriend. And he had a new female friend that I was getting really insecure about. And then you guys talked about different things and how we need to talk about it. And in the original call, I did say that we broke up for reasons that weren't very significant. And that was kind of a lie. I just, I knew you guys would get mad at me if I told you the real reason. So I just wanted to know like how to not be so jealous. Okay. What's the um, real reason yeah, what's though? The real bug- we know, we always know <laughs> that this shit happens. Well, the real reason is he's crazy. <laughs> Shocked. So we've, yeah. So kind of an update now is we're not talking anymore since that happened. And he just has been playing with my emotions for like two years on and off now. So it's just like, finally needs to be cut off. But I just wanted to see if you could, if you guys could give me some advice on like how to actually move on and just be like, not so bothered by everything. And mm-hmm. yeah. And he's just done some really crazy shit. So I wanted to share that too. <laughs> what kind of shit has he done? So we met two years ago today, like around two years ago this time. And this was the first guy I've ever dated. The first guy I've ever like really Mm -hmm. liked. I first loved, first time ever having sex with anyone. So like it was a lot of first times with him. And I just had never felt so comfortable with someone until I met him. Like I had talked to guys here and then here and there. And like there were a few guys that I dated kind of around like for a few months, but nothing ever went anywhere. And I was never like sexually attracted to someone until I met him. So things just felt really different with him. And from the beginning, like I could tell that he was really, really into me in the beginning too. And like, he told me that we were going to get married. So, and this was all when we were both 20, like about to turn 21. So we were still young, but not like 16 year olds. When you talk about marriage, you know, it's fake. So I thought, I thought, you know, like, this is my first relationship. I'm really young, but I was like, it could happen. Like, I'm not that young. Mm -hmm. I was like, I know what I want, or at least I thought I did. So he would tell me like, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. He's just like, I'm so excited for you to meet my parents. Like I've already told them that I love you so much and you're the one for me. And like, I met his parents. They were amazing. Like they were both so sweet. I was so happy. I was like, Oh my God, like, I really do think this guy's the one. And then from the beginning, so I met him off of Bumble and I knew that my family would find that really weird. So I never told them that. I just told them that like we met through friends. Mm-hmm. And when I like, before they knew anything about him, I showed them a picture of him and they're like, we don't like him. And I was like, what? And I was like, uh, this is him. He's really sweet. Like, I really like him. They're like, We don't like him. What's his major in college? I told them they're like, yeah, we don't trust him. We don't like him. And I was like, okay, so from the first second, they didn't like him. And like, when I told them that I was going to meet his parents, they were like, we don't like his parents. We know his parents don't have good intentions. Like, what kind of parents want to meet a girlfriend after like two and a half months? This is too soon. Like, you're going to get played. Like, we don't like him. So this was all before they even met him. And I was telling him some of this. So it made him really insecure that he knew my parents didn't like him. And then I was going on vacation. So this was six months into us dating. And during those six months, we were like completely attached. Like we went on vacations together. We spent so much time together. And then I was going on vacation to go visit my family. 
And I went to Greece. So obviously there's a lot of good looking guys in Greece. Like you go partying in Greece mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I've seen so Sisterhood he, of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was very, very, very jealous that I was going to Greece. Like he made me well, he didn't I don't know if he did it on purpose, but I he did. did not he did want it on to purpose. Go. Yeah, he did most it on likely. Purpose. Like I did not want to go to Greece at all. And I go almost every summer because my mom's from there. So I love it there so much. And even if it's not about boys and partying and stuff, like he knows that I was also a virgin before him. Like I had never done anything. So why would I do anything then? But every day that I was in Greece, we were getting in fights. He was just like, I know you're cheating on me. Like he would look at my followers and text me a picture of a guy and be like, who's this guy? Did you meet him at a club? Did you, did you have sex with him? I was like, no, like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then one day he sent me a link. And then this was towards the end of my um, vacation. He sends me a link. And I'm like, what is this link? Because I don't know why it was on Twitter. And once he sent it, it disappeared. So he sent me the link. And then I was like, what was the link? And then he ignored me for two days. And I was like, what happened? And then he sends me the link again. And it was a Pornhub girl that looked nothing like me. It was just like from chest down. And it was just of her boobs shaking her boobs. And he was just like, these, he was like, these are your boobs. Why are you on Pornhub? <laughs> and I was like, um, what the hell is your problem? I was like, first of all, like you've seen me naked. Like, this, a- you know, I'm like, you, they're similar. Like maybe someone that's never seen me would think maybe that's her. Like the girl but had like, darker skin, like her nipples were different. I was like, like this is not Bitch, me. those aren't my tits. How have you not no. been paying attention? they looked very similar though and then like the weird thing was that she was wearing an outfit that I basically had and then she had so when we him and I vacationed we went to go to my family home in Texas so we road trip like 12 hours there and we had this big fuzzy brown blanket and she had the exact same blanket (laughs) wow (laughs) so he was just like this is literally your blanket I've seen you wear those shorts like this is literally you I'm so mad like He's just like, it's just the fact that you're lying to me right now about being on porn. That makes me really sad. But and yet I was like, he I really... was like on there looking. Like, right? yeah. Yeah. So he searched up my ethnicity because I'm mixed. So he mm-hmm. searched up like girl with big boobs because he said, I missed you so much. I wanted to find girls that look like you. Which, oh, my God. Which is weird. It's but it didn't lie. bother me. Yeah, I was like, okay, like, I, I don't have a problem with him on porn, but I'm like, you yeah. can't find girls that look like me and then say they look too much like you. It is you. <laughs> Wait, also, that's so I, true. That's such a bad excuse. Like, I was looking at, like, I looked up girls because, like, I missed you and I only want to look at girls who, like, look like you and then be like, bitch, this is you. And it's like, you did this, dude. Like, you literally know, did this to like, yourself. You, you played yourself. You played your fucking self. And then like the girls, like it was oddly similar because like the girl's location was in Texas and like him and I had road trip to Texas and the blanket and he was just like, this is you. And then he like, for some reason found this girl and her actual face was showing and she had braces. Like she was like a 12 year old girl. And then he sent that one to me and he's like, this just makes me so sad that you were doing this at 12. (laughs) I've never met him. He's so stupid. Yeah. And he was like, he was just like, I don't mind that you did it, but it just makes me so sad. Like he was just like, I know, like he was like, I know your parents were so strict and you weren't allowed to leave the house, but it just makes me so sad that at 12, you were doing stuff like this. What? Can I, can I I ask, can I ask a question real quick? What about him 
Like, are your parents psychic? Like, what about him that they yeah. they saw a picture and they were like, no. Is his name Chad? Like, did he have, like, did he, like, was he holding a fish in his profile picture? Like, was oh, it like... So, glasses that look like the glasses that Jeffrey Dahmer wore. Mm, so they mm-hmm. thought that he looked like a serial killer when well, they saw his Well, I don't picture. think they were that off. They weren't that no. far off. <laughs> you fucking, your parents were... Your your parents are they picked They're, up on I that shit. I should have listened to them. <laughs> also, that's such a specific. Like here, I am thinking his name is Chad, and it's like no, you know he he bears a resemblance with his glasses to Jeffrey Dahmer. So like serial killer, like not even Ted Bundy, like not a serial killer that anyone was like ooh Jeffrey Dahmer. Like that's like ooh Dahmer. Yeah, no, they were like he looks like a serial killer. They're like <laughs> his his uh, major is finance, and my mom's like a lot of people in finance become accountants, and I don't trust accountants. Like it was <laughs> I all like so your mom. random. <laughs> I like your mom. Me too. She's not I like her a lot. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but um, okay, so all of that happened, and I didn't really tell my family any of that because I know that they would have been like, "What the fuck?" Like if he was looking on porn and stuff. So I yeah. told a few of my friends, and then after that. He ended up blocking me on everything for like five days. And then these are like, I had eight days left in Greece. So for five days, he blocked me. And I was so, so, so sad. I was just like, are we broken up? What is going on? Like every day I was just crying. I even texted his mom and I was like, I'm so worried about him. What's going on? And then he ended up, um, he ended up unblocking me and apologizing. And he's just like, I'm really sorry. Like, I was just too jealous. Like, I'm, I'm not going to act like this anymore. And then we were like, okay. And then at that point, my family is just like, we don't trust him. We don't like him. Why would he block you for that long? And then he actually broke up with me for good, like three or four days later. And then again, blocked me on everything. So after that, so this was a weird transition time where he was in the middle of transferring school. So he went to a school that was 20 minutes away from me. And then he ended up transferring to one that was three and a half hours away from me. So he, we broke up, he blocked me and then he transferred school. So it's just like, Oh God, like I'm never going to see him again. But then I, this is actually kind of funny, but also embarrassing, but I'll share it anyways. So I, I knew what school he was going to and I knew the new building that he was going to live in, but I didn't know how to get into the building or, and my best friend went to that same school. So I was there anyways. So I knew that he went to the school and the building he lived in. So I, (laughs) this is embarrassing, but I was desperate and crazy. So it's okay. Uh, I downloaded a burner app and I texted his number saying, hi, um, this is Mike from uh, Insomnia Cookies. Like I'm here outside with your order. (laughs) Smart. That's a smart way. So he he came running downstairs for his cookies and I was like, oh, hi, it's me. (laughs) And surprisingly, he was nice about it and everything. And then I went up to his room with him. Because he's a serial killer. That's what serial killers do. He's like, I I would do this too. Mm -hmm. He was just like, I knew this was either someone, he thought his mom actually ordered him cookies or he was just like, or someone was coming to beat me up for some reason. So he opened the door. Like we went into his apartment. Wait, 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 wait. Someone was coming to beat him up for no reason or for <laughs> some know, reason yeah. you can't brush over that like what does that yeah. mean like people just randomly text him to beat him up and he shows up and he comes down <laughs> maybe like a, a drug dealer or something because he does do drugs i don't know 
Okay. What a loser. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about everything. And then I, I was still so desperate. Like, I really wanted to get back with him. And I I brought, I pulled up the porn video of the girl's boobs and I showed him mine. And he was like, okay, you're right. Like, this isn't you. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is such a funny image. You holding it, like, shirt lift up, tits shaking. <laughs> so really? Really, that was what That's happened. so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I was like, okay, like, do you, can you see now this isn't me? And he's just like, you're so right. And he's like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, I feel really guilty. I'm so sorry. And then I was just like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know if we can get back together because of what happened, but you know, I really did want to like get your point of view and actually kind of talk to you. And then from there, like, he seemed like he was really, really willing to try. So I gave him another chance. And then, so this was, last September. So September, 2019. So then we, I could not tell my family that we were back together and they were in a different state. So it was fine. Like I was just hiding it for several months. So we dated until December of 2019. And then things were like, okay. Like I could tell, like things were a little different, like in the beginning of our relationship, like he really, really liked me. I could tell. Mm -hmm. And then now it's just like, he wasn't as sweet. Like he wouldn't say, like in the beginning of our relationship, he always made it a point to say, good night. I love you. Like, good morning. I love you. Like he stopped doing that as much. Um, and he just wasn't trying as hard to come visit me. Like I was visiting him a lot more often. And then, so in December, like for his birthday, his birthday was early December. So he's a Sagittarius. So I got him a birthday gift and he wasn't that appreciative of it. And he's just like, I wanted something else. And he's just kind of being an asshole. So around Christmas time, so I broke up with him. And then of course we got back together after that. And then we saw each other and then things were like, whatever for my birthday, which is in February, I'm a Pisces. He did nothing for my birthday. He told me like, why don't you come visit me? And then we'll go see my parents and they'll take us out to dinner, which was just weird. I'm like, why can't you just take me out to dinner? I want to hang out with your parents on my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and I'm like and you're making me drive because his parents live six hours away from where I was so it's like I have to drive six hours so your parents can take me to dinner Ew. they can't so, Venmo him like if he didn't have money they couldn't Venmo him yeah right or I'm like or you can just make me food for free or just come mm-hmm. visit me and like spend time with me so he didn't visit me so I ended up crying on my birthday and then I went and drove three and a half hours to go visit him like he he said happy birthday but like he didn't even send a sweet message he didn't write me a card he really didn't do anything like he got me flowers for valentine's day and took me to dinner for that but nothing for my birthday so i was like okay this is this kind of sucks and when's your birthday february 20th as february 16th people try to lump our birthdays in with valentine's day and it's not fair and it's stupid no he didn't he didn't even acknowledge that my birthday oh. was close to Valentine's Day. Like he did something for Valentine's and then birthday, he just said happy birthday. And that was it. Like we went to a bar for my birthday with my best friend, but he was kind of annoyed the whole time while we were there. And I was like, okay, like, does this guy even like me at all? And then, so March came and it was, um, I went to go visit my family for what I thought was just going to be a quick one week spring break. And then quarantine happened. 
So I ended up staying there for a while. And I told him like at the end of spring break, like when I had my ticket and this was before like things got really bad and they put the stay at home orders. So I told him, I was like, I think things are about to get bad. Do I get on my flight tomorrow and I can come like and stay with you and quarantine with you? Or should I stay here? And he was like, just stay there. And then he ended up breaking up with me again. And I was so bummed. I was like, why are you breaking up with me? And he's just like, I don't know what I want. Like, I want to see other people. Like, I think we both, he's just like, we're both so young. Like we can get married later on, but like for now we need to go see other people. Like I just, I need this time, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, what the hell does that even mean? And I was like, do you even love me? He's like, of course I love you. I was like, are you in love with me? And he's just like, yeah, I'm not really sure. And I was really, really sad. And then, so that happened beginning of March and then I was starting to get over it and be like June 1st I think I had to move out of my apartment here so I Mm -hmm. had to take a flight back I had no option I had to take a flight back come move out and he was in the area so she's like do you think you could at least come help me move out and he was just like no blah 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 and then we started talking a little bit and he was just like you know what I'm so sorry like I want to be with you of course on and off and then that all ended up he just said okay goodbye like I have feelings for another girl so then he dated that girl for a little bit and then in September he texts me again saying like hey you know this year has been really hard for me like I've gotten into a lot of hard drugs and like I just haven't been myself like I ended up dropping out of school and everything he's just like I just haven't been myself but like from now on I'm definitely going to take care of myself and I'm really trying to work on myself and get better And I was like, okay, like, that's good. And I was just like, but you said a lot of hurtful things to me when we were broken up. And he was just like, well, like, I don't even remember what I said, but I'm so sorry for saying anything because I was on drugs. And he was just like, I don't, I really don't remember what I said. It was all the drugs. He's just like, I was mixing acid with who knows what. And he was just like, I was just mixing all the drugs and it just wasn't me. Like, I really don't remember what I said. I'm so sorry. So I kind of believed him. And then we started talking again, of course, but I knew like it wasn't really going to go anywhere. So I got on hinge, like, finally I got on hinge and some dating apps and I was like, okay, like, you know what, I'm just going to see what's out there and try to talk to new people because it's been way too long wasting my time with him. And then, um, he, so for some, I was telling him something about my sister being on hinge. And then he said, I got the idea that you were on hinge. So he made a hinge and found me on there. And he was so mad at me for a whole week. Like he didn't talk to me for a whole week. He's just like, why are you on hinge? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm so upset. Like this really hurt my heart to see that you're on hinge. And I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. So I completely deleted it. And at this time, like he hadn't even mentioned like wanting to get back together with me or anything, but of course my hinge bothered him so much. And he even acknowledged, he was just like, yeah, like I get we're not together, but you know, like we're going to get married. So this just really bothers me. Yeah. So he was just like, the only way I can forgive you is if we live out my fantasy of having a threesome. And I was like, what the fuck is this threesome? And he was just like, do you, he was just like, do you know any girls that would be down? Like he asked me if my best friend would be down. He was just like, like, yeah, he's like, I've just always wanted two girls to suck my dick at the same time. And he's like, after I do that, I feel like I'd be ready to settle down. The audacity for you to be on hinge, but he's like, but I, in order to settle down, I, I need two girls to suck my dick at once. Not just two girls, but you and your best best friend. friend. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, I would never be able to look at my best friend the same way. And also she would be so disgusted if I even asked her. 
Like yes. she, she knows I have feelings for this guy. Why would she do this to me? So I'm like, no. And then to make him feel worse, I was like, okay, what about if we have a threesome with your best friend? And he's like, no, he's way too hot. He has a six pack and like, he's taller than me. He's like, but he has a smaller dick. So it's fine. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, like you're literally so annoying and crazy, but I don't know why I can't just block you and stop talking to you. <laughs> and then I started thinking like, okay, like let me play this guy. And I started sending him pictures of girls on Tinder. I was just like, would you be down for her? Would you be down for her? And he's like, oh, this is going to be so hot. Like, I'm so excited for this. And he's just like, maybe you are like a little bisexual. Like, I think it would be cool, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm genuinely not going to do this. First of all, like, when do you even, COVID won't be over for like two years. Like, when are we even going to do this? He's like, maybe, maybe it's best that we wait until we don't have feelings for each other to do this. And then he would tell me like, but, but he wants to marry you. mm -hmm. Like that makes no sense. Yeah. I think the marrying thing went away. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) He's just like, I've never had a connection with someone like this. He's just like my ex-girlfriend's. Another thing about when I was on vacation, he told me like, oh, like last time my ex-girlfriend was on vacation, that's when she cheated on me. So I had this image of his ex-girlfriend that she cheated on him and like her current boyfriend that she was with, that she cheated on him with. But then I found out like her and this guy like got together after they broke up and like her and her boyfriend broke up once him and I broke up Mm -hmm. and then they started following each other on Instagram. So I'm like, what the hell is this? And every time I tried asking him, he's just like, I don't know. Like, she just wanted to follow me. Like, we still have mutual friends. It's not a big deal. And I was like, okay, is it a big deal? I don't know. But that kind of sums it all up. And then two days ago, I told him, I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't know why you're still playing with my feelings like this. I was just like, it actually really hurts. Like, I can't continue to do this. Like, I do really want to move on. And I was just like, I just, and I was like, I don't think I can block you. And I was like, can you please just do me a favor and block me? And he kind of just said like, no, why would I block you? Like, I'll see you again someday. He's just like, but I don't know what I want. And he's just like, and I, but I don't want a relationship right now. Man. Ew. I yeah. hate him. I hate him. But okay. So you, you want, you want advice from us on how to move on, right? Yeah. What kind of advice do you want? It, can we hurt your feelings a little bit? A little bit, not because you're a Pisces. So I no, I will hurt yeah. your feelings to a Pisces extent. I'm not gonna hurt your feelings yes. like you're a fire sign. <laughs> not gonna do yeah. that. Do you want to start, Melissa? Okay, so this man is emotionally abusing you mm-hmm. on so many levels, and and he has the power, and he knows he has the power, and hundred percent. He knows because you've told him on numerous occasions. The most recent one with you saying you need to block me because I can't block you. Like he Mm -hmm. knows that he has this power over you and he's going to manipulate you. He knows that you were he essentially he was your first everything Mm -hmm. and you don't have any experience in being in another relationship I'm guessing, do you, do you feel like this is the type of relationship that you should be in? No, like I know deep down or not even that deep down, like I just know <laughs> in my heart that this is not what it's supposed to be. But for some reason, every time we stop talking, it just hurts so bad that I'm like, I'd rather just talk to him a little bit, even though when we are talking, I'm crying every single day. Is it because you miss him or you just miss being with someone? 
there so another thing is like we were long distance for a while and anytime we were texting things felt like okay I don't want to be in this relationship but when we were together like everything felt really great even though we weren't really leaving his room whenever we did leave it was really nice like we had that's a good still time. a form of manipulation like he was mm-hmm. tr- he was keeping you there to keep you from leaving to keep you from going to the outside world and then like not letting you eat like he wouldn't get food with you like these are all things that he was doing to manipulate you to keep the power in the relationship he's attracted to control and power and you love him he loves control and Mm -hmm. he loves that Mm -hmm. so like even the same thing like we say right off the bat like any guy who's saying when you start dating like oh i want my family to meet you i see myself marrying you and all of that that's a manipulation tactic because even if we feel that Mm -hmm. you wouldn't say that to someone immediately just because like It's a responsibility, even if you feel that, because you just need to guard your heart because you don't know this other person. But when Mm -hmm. someone is so willy nilly, just going to say all of that kind of stuff, we have this skewed perspective of someone who like, oh, wow, their communication, like they're so open with their feelings. But in reality, they're reckless with not only their feelings, but your feelings. And Mm -hmm. they're doing it to get a response out of you and to get like to to gauge your reaction versus like, it's like we say, what do you say? Like you love someone or whatever, like say it not because you want the other person to say it back is because like you feel you really feel like you need to say it and when you Uh don't have that like filtering system of this is like too much too fast or like these are these things or like i'm gonna marry all of that kind of thing like a guy who tells you that he is going to like marry you when like very beginning of when you start dating and all that he's love bombing you already and what that does is it sets you up to the fact that he will never be like that again. And so then you will always compare it to this previous version of himself and how he was acting. And it romanticizes that when in reality, that was also manipulation. But like, Mm -hmm. he knew that you've never been in a relationship before. And like, even if you have been in a relationship before, that can feel really like, you can you can really get caught up in love bombing. Like it's something that we fall for all of the time. And so then he will all you will always be comparing him to a version of himself that he created to get you to be so into him. The same thing when you're like, I could tell he like really, really liked me and all of that stuff. Like that was a manipulation tactic. And like to get you to then he felt like not even he made you feel like you had the power because he like mm-hmm. not knocked himself down, but like really kind of puppy dogged it and was like, I'm so into you. I'm so crazy about you. Like, I have all these feelings for you. Like, I want you to be my family. Like, I see myself marrying you and makes you feel like all of those like statements and everything like really encompasses like how he feels. And it mm-hmm. makes you feel like chosen and safe and like picked and like just like accepted and like loved. And then he flips the switch and then he takes that away. And he takes the power. And I I promise you, I doubt you even liked him that fucking much mm-hmm. until he fucking love bombed you and then took it away. And then you're like, oh, no, I really I really like you. When in reality, yeah. it's just he's depriving you of something he already gave you. And he's just manipulating you for that. And then the same thing when you go away, the whole like you're going to cheat on me. You're going to do all of that stuff. Like he's emotionally manipulating you Mm -hmm. to be so upset. So you don't leave your room. So you don't do any of that stuff because he, if he can't keep you within like arm's reach, he's not Mm -hmm. positive that you're not going to realize that he's a piece of shit and other, that you deserve better and other people will treat you better. So he has to make you feel like shit. So then he makes you feel like his love and his acceptance is like the only, that is like the only way that you will feel like, appreciated because he's the only thing you have to compare it to. And Mm -hmm. that's like the hardest part. Cause like when my like first, 
I would say like my first like serious boyfriend and I, when we broke up, like it was so fucking hard to get over him because I had never been in love with anyone else. And so like, he was also the <laughs> first person I ever had sex with. So like, I, I, I compared everything to him because I didn't, not even necessarily compared everything, but like my idea of like a boyfriend, a relationship, love, sex was only was all on one person. So like yeah. I tied those two things together as opposed to being like, oh, you were not the, you're someone I had sex with, but I had sex. Like I had to make it about me versus like, this is on, like he was a part of it. Like, no, Mm -hmm. you were just fucking there. And like, this was my first experience being in love. But like you, I had to sever the fact that there was another person there that was involved in it. And I just had to be like, yeah, it was me. Like these were my coming of age things. These were things that I did, but it's so hard when it's your first relationship because people take advantage of that and they like know that they can get away with fucking shit because you don't know not necessarily you don't know any different but like yeah they love bomb you and they they just manipulate the shit out of you and now now that you like i think that he picks up on you seeing through that some and now he's trying Mm -hmm. to use drugs as an excuse for how he was behaving and then bringing you back in having you feel sorry for him saying that he doesn't remember what he said like all of these are things that he's doing to manipulate you and you Mm -hmm. need to i want to like right now give you the permission that you can block him like you are empowered to do that and if you want to do it while we're here watching you Uh, you know yeah we can can be your (laughs) emotional support and you can also like have um like have your like I don't know if you have like a family. I mean, your family does not like him, but like, even if it they, they become, don't know any of this. But like, if it's like someone else that you need to like actually press the button and like actually block him, or if it's it's like blocking him and then changing the username, like changing the name that's there or something, mm-hmm. so like you don't know where it is and you can't find it and all of that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. and it takes like I don't know it's a kind of like if you think about like breaking habits or whatever like it takes a while to actually like commit to like going through with it and it will mm-hmm. hurt more until it like before it doesn't and mm-hmm. then you're going to recognize like oh wow this is like so much fucking better but it takes a while because like you have to kind of you have to get out of the habit of reaching back out too and I will mm-hmm. also say like there I I mean if he, he's I'm is it acid and weed that he was doing like what was he calling hard drugs um he was doing like Like hallucinogens Mm. that's a a, ketamine's a hallucinogen isn't it yeah Yeah. the horse tranquilizer i thought that was so weird and dude and who knows i don't even know anything about drugs but they all scared me and i was like can you please stay away from all of this Mm -hmm. so like acid ketamine do you think like i don't know like ecstasy molly shrooms that kind of stuff not like coke heroin like like fentanyl like oh no 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 not okay. like too okay. hard yeah. okay no no, no because, because i don't do anything it's hard <laughs> i know i i mean i i have like a difference between like i i say like you know hard drugs and party drugs like party drugs i think of like hallucinogens like those kinds of things so mm-hmm. like he's even if he's saying that he's get like his rhetoric of him talking about drugs and like placing blame on it he's not actually like getting any help for drug like that's like the first step if you're going through like addiction counseling or even going to an AA meeting or even just reading a fucking article or a book like this is it is there is that is like Melissa said it's just a manipulation tactic in there because he's not taking any accountability and like onus for what he has like done and like his choice Mm -hmm. and also like I'm not into drugs I'm not a fan of drugs but like there is a very big difference between like 
really, I again, like party drugs and hard, hard, hard drugs and him using this like excuse of like, you know, like whether it's like being a stoner or like doing acid or stuff like that. Like you can obviously have like really bad trips and do things like that. But like he's he's also banking on the fact that you don't know a ton about drugs and that you are Mm -hmm. going to come at it from a place of empathy. And like you're not an asshole who's going to immediately question like, are you lying to me about like this and like all of that kind of stuff? Like he's just this is essentially like us giving you permission to being like, no, no, he is like, it's just manipulation. And he's, he knows that you're empathetic and he knows that you're Mm -hmm. going to look at it. And I think that a lot of people, when it comes to like, especially like drugs and stuff like that, people think if, if you don't have like experience with doing drugs or like know people who have like gotten caught up in doing all of that kind of stuff, like other people do use that as like a manipulation tactic to be Mm -hmm. like, I blame this on like the drug, like, and it's, if someone has a real, as someone who knows, who has had people in my life who've had like real bad substance abuse problems, there is like a time where like everything is blamed on that. But like when you're actually getting help, it's accountability. And it's like people Mm -hmm. who are really taking accountability for what they've done, uh, righting their wrongs, addressing their kind of issues. But they wouldn't want to be in a relationship either. Because when you're going through those type of programs, they tell you do not be in a, mm-hmm. a relationship with someone because he's yeah. using he's using he's like the way he's treating you e- even if he was like going through like the way he's treating you is like the exact textbook of like how you shouldn't treat somebody especially mm-hmm. when you're trying to like be in recovery and like in like mm-hmm. like work on yourself and do all of that stuff like he's not like he's just lying and trying to get you like melissa said he can sense that you're starting to see through his facade. And so he's like Mm -hmm. reaching, he's like scrambling and trying to like, he's pulling out all of the fucking stops of ways that he can get, he can get through to you again because his previous tactics aren't working anymore. He's putting all of it on. Like there's, he has not accepted responsibility for everything. Even if you think of like him being jealous when you're going to Greece, oh, is his ex-girlfriend cheated on him on vacation? Mm -hmm. So like, that's why he was so upset. Or like, even like the porn thing, like, oh, I was looking up girls who like look like you. So again, that's him saying, this is your fault for looking Mm -hmm. like that. Like everything (laughs) is on. He's not accepting responsibility for absolutely anything at all. And like, I think, I mean, what he likes is the control and the power. And like, I truly think like he just likes fucking with people and he just likes to have that kind of manipulation and make you feel shitty. And he's intentionally doing it, which is like a really hard thing to hear because like you don't want to you don't want to think that someone is intentionally going out of their hurt your feelings. But he is. He knows he's going to do things that hurt you and then make you make you not feel worthy, make you not feel like enough. And then he's going to come in and like quote unquote, fix it kind of, or just like grace you with like, okay, we'll get back together, like blah, 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 but take no Mm -hmm. responsibility. Like he's just any time that like, and that's why you have to like block him and like, like just like take that time off because you'll right now what he's doing it's like whack-a-mole like the second that you start to like build this confidence up and like start to recognize that he swoops back in and knocks you back down and then you start a hundred percent and you need to get over that hump so when mm-hmm. he comes back around you're like fuck you you can't fucking knock me down like you're an asshole like i'm i'm clean of your shit like i have been once you're separated enough from it you'll be able to see it from like this bigger picture of like oh shit like wow and i will say tell your fucking parents because yes. they will hold you accountable they will hold you accountable for this 100 and even yeah. if it's like and you just be like i 
Like I like here, you guys are fucking right. He's a piece of shit. And like he like first love, first boyfriend. So like I like hate that I'm still kind of caught up in it. And like I can mm-hmm. I really have been missing him. But, like I'm blocking him and I know he's not good for me. And I know he's a piece of shit and I know I deserve better. So like I just need you guys to hold me accountable. And it can even be as simple as like like if there's like a certain time of day that you like think about him more or like you're used to talking to him or whatever, like be like, okay, every time that this, ha- like I'm going to like watch an episode, like pick a TV show. And like, this is, I'm going to watch this show at this time when this happens, like, and retrain yourself. So you have new habits, which habits are important, especially if you had like, we're long distance for all. Cause like, oh, we text it this time. And we like call it this time. We do all of this stuff. Yeah. If you reschedule your life with new things that just like take the place of him. And eventually you're going to realize like, all of the stuff that you recognize now there, I'm sure there's so many uh, other shit that he's done that like you won't even recognize that was like so mm-hmm. awful until like months, months have gone by, but you need to block him on. Yeah. Everything. This is, these, these are your action steps. Block him on everything. Mm-hmm. Tell everything. your parents, tell your parents, tell someone that you trust, write down every shitty thing that he's ever done to you. And I want you to like, replay this call too like whenever you think about reaching back out to him replay this call and go to the therapy if you're not already in therapy mm-hmm. and you have to take a break from dating I know we're in yeah. a pandemic so I'm sure but like because I I like I so relate to this like I so so relate to this and I my like goal is to make sure that nobody has to go through some of the stupid shit that I did but like mm-hmm. when you have a really toxic really bad relationship and mm-hmm. w- I'm someone who like I love a distraction I love something else but the issue is is our barometer of how we see people and like what we think not only like what we think we deserve because we think we deserve better than this person but the issue is is anybody's better than this dude right now and then like it's someone who's only marginally better and we just can get into this if we don't take the time to really get like not only get get over it but like really like look at it and see how awful they are and how it's not that you deserve better than that, but like what you deserve specifically. And like yeah. something that's like a fucking high, like this is where the, these like fucking people need to be. And like, if you, if you bounce back into like any relationship or talking to someone afterwards, like that becomes one shitty relationship becomes like five in a row that they all become marginally better than the last, but they're all still shit guys. Mm-hmm. So it's until you're over him and you know you're worth more than what he gave you and you know specifically what it is that you're worth and it's not mm-hmm. like a bare minimum like it's like fucking it's high but yeah it's unfriending yeah. any of your friends who like if you have any mutual friends or anyone who know, if you're friends with people None. who are also <laughs> friends with say, him there's good. no way that this dude would allow you guys to have mutual friends because then that would take the control away from him so i'm mm-hmm. sure you don't have any mutual friends one <sighs> time though so like one of his friends from high school or something that he doesn't even really talk to followed me on Instagram. And then two days later, he texts me saying like, are you, are you talking to my guy friends? Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's, that's him manipulating you and controlling Mm -hmm. you. So I think just the hardest part for me is like, I don't know. I just find it so hard to believe that people can actually manipulate people on purpose. Yeah. Like I would never, I don't even understand it. It's like, what did I do to you to make you want to manipulate me? It's not about you. you. It's not you. And that's something it's, it's so hard to also recognize in the fact that like you would never do this to somebody else. And also you didn't give him permission to do this to you. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. a big, that's a huge thing I had to learn in therapy that like my therapist was like, you didn't give anyone permission to hurt you at all. Like they just fucking did it. And like, 
that's all there is to it. So like there, it's, it's recognizing that all of this is on him. And there is some pride that comes with like being in a shitty relationship because you don't want to think like, how did I let him do this? Or how, like you didn't, he did, he did Mm -hmm. all of this kind of shit. And there is no, his, his potential redemption arc has nothing to do with you. And you don't Mm want to be around to see it because if you're around to see it, it's not, it's not real. Like he's not actually going to do that. And like, it sucks that there are some like, really shitty people out there who just who just do it to people who don't deserve it not that anyone really deserves it but like that it's it's nothing you could have done would have changed this at all at like and nothing Mm -hmm. that you can do now will change the situation other than just being getting rid of him and being away from all of it because if he wanted to like change and fix and be better he would have Mm -hmm. already like that's like he he has no desire to and this is who he is and he's shown you his true colors and anything that you and this is this is one of those things that like I don't mean this in a mean way but anything that you saw that wasn't this like any of those bright spots he's mm-hmm. acting those are on purpose like he wants you to think of those things and he he orchestrated those he created a character and all of the shitty stuff is actually him all of the good stuff those are the, that was the manipulation yeah. and like him doing a good job at trying to trick you into feeling or seeing him a certain way. And then he shows you his true colors and then makes you believe that that's the anomaly. And it's not like that's that's him. And he is yeah. just he's not going to change. He's not going to be different. And it also does not make you an asshole for being done with him. Like whether like regardless of any shit that he's like, if he's like, that's why you have to block him, because it's like. You and you know, he's got a like relationship with his family. Like, he's fucking fine, but like, it doesn't make you an asshole for it thinking, like, oh, well, what if he texts and like reaches out for me for help? Or like, what if he needs like, he doesn't, he doesn't need that because you can't provide that for him because it's Mm -hmm. all on him. This is the time for you to be selfish. This Mm -hmm. is for you. You wasted so much fucking time not being selfish and him Mm -hmm. just being a fucking asshole. Like, you could set his car on fire and I would be like, yes, do more. Like, the (laughs) the very bare minimum is, like, block him, do not speak to him, and then just move on, like, your life from him. Like, you have every right to be so angry and so pissed at him. And you have to get to that point because, like, you have to get past the sad point to get to the anger. And the anger's fun. And, like, just think of, like, how fun it will be to, like, hate his guts and just like look at like if you if you ever see a picture of him you're like trash disgusting i feel nothing i have scissors like, in my hands so i'm snip his balls off like <laughs> that's literally how i feel now and then i'm like but i'm sad because i always just like you said like think of those first memories and then i've been trying to talk to guys on hinge and i'm always like don't but do I like it you're him. not ready yeah. you're not ready yeah, delete I'm gonna hinge. Get off of it. Delete because it. no one's no one's going to sound like he did then because mm-hmm. how he sounded wasn't good like and if that's yeah. like we tell people that all the time who call in when they're like talking about some guy like I, that's my biggest red flag to my friends is a guy who comes on so so strong and you'll never you'll when you start talking to other guys it's like well it's not that and it's like that's so good that's so good a guy should be kind that's of nervous exactly with his heart and he shouldn't want to like put it all out there because like he doesn't want to get rejected and also he doesn't want to make you and the other big thing he doesn't make you feel uncomfortable someone who will love mm-hmm. you that much it does not care about your own boundaries or how mm-hmm. you feel or anything like that like it's it's never genuine and it's never it's never real and never true and I think we have this idea 
that that's what like love feels like. Like, right. Like I when Mots and I started, it took me a fucking, I, Mots and I were friends for a year and a half. And the whole time I'm like, do I like you? Like what I want to have sex. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, I love him so much, but like that instant, effa- in fact, like we have this idea that it's supposed to be like, oh, sparks fly. We see all of this. It's like great and amazing. And someone's telling you that they feel all of those things before you feel them. And then their words get into your head. And then you're like, oh, I feel this. And you're like, I actually don't. Like, it is kind of more of like a slow burn. And even if it's not, like, if you instantly are attracted to someone, you are cautious with, like, your own heart and, like, you're not being reckless versus him where he's being fucking reckless. And then you'll be so stoked when you, like, meet a guy or, like, talk to someone who's, like, not love bombing you. And then if someone else tries to do it again in, like, months, you'll recognize. You're like, oh, shit, I don't like this. Because it's also, you're compensating for something. You're going above mm-hmm. and beyond because, like, you fucking suck. Like, there's something else here that, like, you don't think I'm going to like you because I shouldn't like you. So you have to go above and beyond. Ugh, I hate it. Also, because, like, you, I've said this to guys before on, like, dating apps back in the day. I'm like, when they're like, oh, my God, you're so great. I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know that I'm fucking great. Like, you say this I to everyone. I heard you say that on the podcast before. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's true, though. Like, mm-hmm. that's what happens. Like, they just... When someone is so over the top saying those things, they don't know you. So they're saying it to everyone. And then they're seeing who it sticks with. I hate him. He's a, he's also just like, what a fucking deadbeat. Like what just like a, like a, just like a piece of, like, he's just like, he's weighing you down. He ruined your grease trip. Ugh. Yeah. And that was like, who would have thought that was like the last time for a long time that I'd be able to even Mm -hmm. go on vacation because of COVID and everything like where I decided to move for work. Like I wanted to move close to him. So I'm here now and (gasps) everything. It's just like. Garbage. (sighs) Garbage. He's he's glowed down a lot. (laughs) There's no way he's cute. I'm just going to say this right off. He, the, there's no way. He used to be really cute. And then he has a mullet now and he has the creepy mustache. And with his glasses. Just, with his serial killer look, your parents thought. So your parents thought he looked like a serial killer when he was cute. Now when, when he was cute. Now he has his glasses. He has the full on mullet. And um, like he looks like a Trump supporter. <laughs> is oh he? My, he no, no, no. He's very liberal and like his family is too. But I don't know why he's choosing to look so weird now. <laughs> no offense to anyone that has a mullet or a creepy mustache no i mean okay a mullet and a mustache is fine but when it started with my parents said that he looks like jeffrey nomer you have to show him a pic when you are telling them everything you have to show them a current updated photo to like really get their rage going (laughs) Mm -hmm. to be like this is what he looks like now i really need you to hold me accountable and they're gonna be like oh yeah fuck this holy tit balls yeah yeah um that was I always say this, but that was a lot. Um, it was a lot to take in, but I have faith that she she's strong. Oh, she's 100%. gonna get through this. Yeah. She's been listening since the beginning and she called us knowing mm-hmm. what we were gonna say. And she also started it with like, I know I said we didn't break up for like any bad reasons, like, but I'm coming clean with all of this right now. And yeah, no, I think she's so she's so ready mm-hmm. yeah, yeah she, she took the first steps to to talk to people that don't know her at all and don't mm-hmm. know her situation and i think the next steps are then just letting people in her life actually know what's been going on and it's it's hard and i think mm-hmm. we've all been in those kinds of relationships and even if like your first relationship isn't necessarily like tumultuous uh in like an emotionally abusive or manipulative way 
we can get caught up in comparing like and it's just associating love romance and everything with a specific person mm-hmm. and that it's a it's a it's a really hard thing to unlearn and that's also like purity culture and everything that's trickled into like even people who aren't necessarily like religious or like waiting to have marriage have, have marriage until sex um but yeah so I think that's something that I had to like unlearn a lot of was like associating stuff with a person versus like oh this was my first time having sex I don't who cares that you you were just there mm-hmm. like but like I didn't lose my virginity to you. I had sex for the first time and you were the penis. Yeah. And like, who? Yeah. And, but it's, it's, it's hard. And I, I hope, uh, you know, maybe for those of you who are in like similar situations, your homework after this is doing the same thing, blocking, Mm -hmm. finding that friend that you can like confide in and they can hold you accountable and telling other people in your life and the people who you live with and, really taking those steps to rid your life of that person so you can actually, like, actually, actually get over them. Yeah. Um, Well, that's it for our episode, guys. Mm -hmm. Hope you enjoyed. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And again... We ask if you we ask you to uh, either have your parents' permission if you're under 18 or be over 18 to call in, write it down. You've got three minutes, practice, get all those details in there. And um, and yeah, what else? You can follow us on Instagram. We have our own individual Instagrams as well as the podcast. You can rate the podcast. Find us over on Patreon if you want to support our show so we can keep going and doing all of this stuff. We do live streams twice a month, which are super fun, especially. They're so fun. I love like, it. They're so great, especially for like, if you think of it in like a, if you had like a group of friends who like does like a Zoom night, like girls night over Zoom, like it's, I mean, people night it doesn't have to, no, no genders necessarily, yeah. but like. There's it's also, like you're just, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been a few times where like people's boyfriends have been in the background. <laughs> And it's pretty funny, too, because they're like <laughs> listening, but like pretending not to listen. And I think it's funny because we get a lot of people who tell us that they, their partners like listen to the podcast like with them and like especially mm-hmm. like straight uh, like cis male partners who like listen to the podcast without like with them. And so I think that's funny that they could like also like eat like listening on like the Patreon. I'm like, you I, like I, there, I, you? I see your arm. I see yeah. you're there. I, yeah, I see you. <laughs> um. But yeah, our videos are also available there. And if you want to leave us a rating, anything else? Do you want to promote any of your other shows? Do you want to just tell people to go to your Instagram bio? Maybe Do you want to have your point, website done by maybe now? Maybe I'll have my website done by now. So we'll see. Yeah, I'll, she, I'll put the... If, if my mm-hmm. website's done by now, then there's a link in the note. She's booked and busy, everyone. <laughs> she truly is booked and busy. Yeah. I don't even think you could do anything else if you wanted to. Uh She's like, don't say that. I can do I can I work can, more. I mean, we'll talk when we're done recording. You can make time with anything. Um, well, that's it, right? That's it. Yeah. Okay, guys. Um, have a good one, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't blame me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.